everyone. Welcome to Never Seen It, a podcast where I force my friends to watch a movie they've never seen or they gently ask me to watch a movie I've never seen. Today, I'm joined by Alex, and I was born four days after Halloween. Smiley, and I've seen a ghost before. Ooh. And I'm Lauren, and today we're going to talk about a movie that I've never seen called Jennifer's Body. So this is a kickoff on our uh, month-long movie marathon of Hollow Quarantine because we could not come up with a better name than that. Yes, and... It's going to be a lot of us talking this month. I'm really excited. We're going to yeah. be doing it every week this week, this month. And it's the best month because it's Halloween, it's fall, and it's my birthday. And Rami's birthday. Yeah, our text mm-hmm. producer, Rami, my brother. It's his birthday as well. Yes. But it's a fun month and there's definitely like, horror is a huge genre in our life. And, you know, it's for us, it's very important. We love horror movies. And we've all come up together. We've come up a, with a lot of movies that, you know, some of us have never seen. So we're very excited. Yeah. So this first one, I'm super duper excited because when after we watched Hereditary, which was our first um, our first podcast, I immediately was like, Lauren, have you seen Jennifer's body? And I was like, no. And I don't I'm trying to I don't think I saw it in theaters and I don't really remember. I mean, this 2009. So I looked it up couple things i just want to say i just googled it right now it's on my page and it says it came out to not 2009 and it's um like kind of categorized as a horror comedy i don't know what to think of that um also another shocking thing like it i was like what the fuck written by diablo cody holy shit yeah. and she's amazing and i i feel like i remember that at the time i don't think juno came out very much like earlier um, than that yeah it was pretty close i feel like i i feel like I've, I've turned this movie on like when it was on the you know on cable and stuff and i would like watch bits and pieces and i'm like super fucking lost like she's evil she's super <laughs> nice or she was like like dorky i don't remember or she wasn't like pretty and she was being bullied or whatever so i'm not really sure like what's going on there from your description, it sounds like you are getting this confused with um, a Jenna Dewan movie called Tamara. Uh-huh. Um, that might also be another, like, fun one to watch on here uh, because you have that plot line down. Oh, okay. So that's kind of what happens? Um, n- not really. <laughs> so um, Jennifer's body is, like, there's two friends, Amanda Seyfried and Megan Fox, and Megan Fox is obviously the hotter friend. Um and they go out to a rock concert and stuff happens. Mm. So, Smiley, when was the first time that you saw Jennifer's body? I think I saw it, like, when it came out, but not, like, at the movies. Maybe, like, I'd say, like, maybe when it was released on video or something. But mm. I did see it, like, fresh out of, you know, the year where it was released. So you would have still been in high school? Yes. Yeah, I think I was, too. Obviously, right. First semester of college. <laughs> yeah. Because Lauren is 30, flirty, and thriving. Or is yeah. almost there. 
I know. Don't remind me. Okay, yeah. So we're going to watch 30 scary movies for the podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we're going to do one for every day of October. <laughs> but we're going to save Halloween for sitting on our couch and watching even more movies. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. Alex, when did uh, when was the first time you saw this movie? I'm trying to remember. So I used to live an hour away from the town that I went to college at. Um, and that was the closest movie theater. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember... It would have been, depending on, I'm pretty sure this came out around like Halloween in 2009, right? So I would have been like a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we would always go to Keensville. And uh, because like movie tickets were like $5. Yeah, super cheap there. Yeah, I'm like RIP because now I live in a big city where I pay like three times that. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw this in theaters. Um because I liked Diablo Cody so much and I liked Megan Fox um, and it seemed like a cool movie to watch. Did you like it? <laughs> You're like all waiting. Um, yeah, I think I think I did. I've said this before. There's not a lot of movies. There's one movie that I have not liked <laughs> and it is Downsize and I would say it over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to keep bringing up that movie. Yeah, my brother just informed me that if there is one thing that he will never forgive me for, it's making him sit through downsize. Um, so, yeah, I I like Jennifer's body. What I really, really liked about this movie, and I'll talk about it more after we watch it, um, mm-hmm. was the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. probably It's probably awesome. Oh, the soundtrack was great. But, yeah. So, uh, Smiley, when was the last time you watched this? Was it like when it first came out? No, I saw it recently, like, I think after the pandemic. I mean, you know, when it started, I was like, let me rewatch stuff that I haven't thought about in a long time. But, Mm. like, before this recent rewatch, it's been, like, forever. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think I did the same thing. Even though, like, I own it. Okay, things I've heard about this movie, it's like, I feel like when it came out, people didn't get it. And I feel like people years later are bringing up hey, like nobody really got the message or nobody really got how amazing this movie actually is because it seems like it's portrayed as like, you know, I'm sure this was like when Megan Fox was coming out of like Transformers a couple of years later. So she's like like a humongous like, you know, actress who's very, very beautiful. And um, I guess I don't know if she would if you would say she's kind of sexualized. Just because of, you know, how she looks and all this and the kind of the character she's portrayed in the past. But like in this movie, it's like hardcore. Like you see her like even the, you know, the cover of them or one of the, I guess, posters of the movie. She's like on a desk, very seductive, like, you know what I mean? Like, so would you say you see a lot of like, I don't know, would you say it's like mistakenly? um, uh, I don't know the word, but. Okay, so I'm. I'm going to use like part of the reason why I revisited this movie um, is that and it it really put this movie in like a different perspective for me um, is last year was the 10 year um, anniversary of it. And so Diablo uh-huh. and Megan Fox had like a, a one on one like interview with each other, just like a conversation talking about the movie. And they did bring up that that like people in 2009 didn't really get it. And um, Diablo Cody kind of, like, blamed the marketing of it. Right. Because she said, like, the studio, like, 
completely mismarketed this movie. Um, and so, like, if you're watching it through the lens of, like, 2009, you are seeing Megan Fox as, like, this bombshell actress who is coming off of Transformers. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, it's all about her looks. Um, yeah. But I think now, um, looking at it through, like, 2020 eyes, you are really seeing it for what Diablo Cody wanted it to be seen for in the first place. Like, she said, it it's not supposed to be Juno, like, two. Like, people knew her as that. And so um when it came to marketing this movie they were like i think that's why it's weird that it's categorized as a comedy because it's i don't really see it that way but um it's really more of like a commentary on like uh like girls going through puberty and like what we go through with our body Mm -hmm. um and how like sometimes we feel that it's not even our own so i think if you go into watching this movie in that mindset um one it'll make a lot more sense and two like you can connect more like with it on that level see and marketing stupid because you don't really have to try like hard to make megan fox like super beautiful she's already there you know like Mm -hmm. i don't know i feel like if they wanted like guys to like it they would have just gone see because they know she's like beautiful you know like and hot so Mm -hmm. like i think they could like sexualize it down a bit because you know it's already a common fact that megan fox is very very beautiful yeah i think they just like marketed it on a superficial level and so um even like as a like a teenage girl watching it when i was in high school um i don't think i fully understood it but now like as i'm like older and everything that's happened like with the like women's movement and the me too Mm -hmm. movement um in the past few years like it really has revived this movie in like a cult like following Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lauren. So, what do you, what do you know about the movie? Yeah, I don't really know a lot. I, I, from what I've seen, it's like she like leads guys on to these like places to like you know do stuff, and then she eats them or something like that. <laughs> something weird like that. She, and she's the shark from Jaws. Yes, like she's just preying on these people. Like you know what I mean? And I'm like, is she getting revenge? What's going on? Then her her. Amanda Seyfried, who was her friend, I know about that. And mm-hmm. um, I know there's kind of like a confrontation at the end and like a big confrontation. Of course, like like any other horror, horror movie. Um, but I don't really know a lot. I I just know all of that I've seen, you know, from what they've shown us, like the posters and everything. I haven't really sat and watched the movie beginning to end. Um, but I wanted to ask, is this OK? So it's, you know, kind of classified as a horror but is it really scary uh no i think i've talked about this before where there was this like weird um time not weird but like there was just this time in horror um when i was a teenager that was all these like teen-centric horror movies um like the new nightmare on elm street um the Mm -hmm. unborn the uninvited jennifer's body i would like put that in there so like around 08 09 um where they weren't like full on camp, but I don't think they're like they're nothing compared to like The Conjuring, which is what we've been talking about for the past few days also. Yeah. Um or like Insidious. They're not super hardcore horror. Um but like you said there's all of these like different types of horror. Um and this is just that like the subset of I guess I would call it like teenager horror. Right. So it's not scary. Cuz like I'm looking at an image of a trailer and it's like 
her mouth is like fucking huge. I yeah. No. That's the image that I thought of too. Yeah, you won't get nightmares. It's like maybe like <laughs> one or two jump scares and that's I think Yeah, it. it's it's not hereditary. Okay. So I'll be able to sleep, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I I don't think I was ever it's not that I'm afraid of this movie like that's not really what it what it was for me that I never seen it, but I don't know. I just it just um it wasn't something I had to see, but it, I I I was getting more curious about it within the past year. Or so you know after its tenth anniversary, because a lot of people were saying, hey, it's not what people really like. People really didn't see what it really was, and I'm like, that's what really intrigued me, and I'm really excited mm-hmm. to watch it. So I'm like super excited to rewatch this, and then to just like word vomit all over the post viewing. And see, like, what your thoughts are. Yeah, I'm really excited, actually. Now I'm getting, like, pumped, you know? I feel like this could be a good start to, like, a huge horror movie marathon this month. Yeah, definitely. It'll be fun. I don't know how to start this. (laughs) Wait. Okay, wait. My tit. (laughs) What the fuck? was that i'm so sorry <laughs> i feel bad i wrote that that, that was the worst line in the movie. <laughs> hey we don't have a worse line we don't but i'm like okay about this movie you know how we talked a little bit about like i don't know if i see or we're like is it a horror comedy yeah. i was getting the vibes mm-hmm. and i'm curious to know because you said you you know you read some articles and stuff about the movie and i'm really interested in hearing them because I'm still, I was still trying to get the meaning. I feel like you, you don't get the true meaning of this movie unless you see it multiple times. Is that right? Do you think that that's something you would have to do, like rewatch it maybe? Yeah, probably. Um, so I rewatched this movie this year because even though like last year was a 10 year and I was... Uh, I saw the interview that Megan Fox and Diablo Cody had with each other, like the conversation last year. Um, I didn't rewatch it until this year because I was rewatching New Girl and mm-hmm. Megan Fox like fills in um, and guest stars in like a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started thinking of like, uh, like thinking of the interview that they did last year and I was like, you know, I haven't really rewatched Jennifer's Body and I know like my best friend Rivers is like into the movie also and so we decided to rewatch it and like I said in the intro, like thinking about it as not a straight horror or how they marketed it um eleven years ago and thinking of it more as like um like commentary on like young girls and like puberty. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy it now. And so this is the second time that I've rewatched it this year. Yeah, I I mean, I kind of I kind of could get that vibe, especially when she was like, yeah, PMS doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> OK, so I'm like, I'm watching it here. Uh, I'm dog sitting, actually. So I'm here by myself. And I was like, should I be scared? And I'm like, no, I, I don't think I should be. I don't think it's bad. Mm-hmm. But um, so I was kind of I was excited and I. And, I, I really dug the vibes of the year. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, you see it. It's so 2009. It brought me back hardcore. So it was kind of cool because like that era is literally where we were kind of at. Like, you know how we talked a little bit about, oh, like uh, Smiley was in high school. You were in high school and I was like first semester of college. 
them talking about MySpace, all the band posters, Alex, I really wanted to just <laughs> like, oh my God, with you, like those fucking band posters, like everything was, I mean, you were like spot on with that. The soundtrack's really great. Yeah. I just dug the time it was in. Yeah. So um, the soundtrack is really hard to find because it's not, not all the songs are on Spotify, like Haley oh, Williams. Wow. Um, has a song on there that's not available on Spotify. Cobra Starship has a song that's not available on Spotify. Um, the like the fake band from the movie. They have two songs on the soundtrack that aren't mm-hmm. on Spotify. Um, but the the soundtrack was distributed by Fueled by Ramen, which is like a huge emo label. Yes, like, that anyone who loved any of these bands like. Mm-hmm. The ones that are on the soundtrack, like Panic at the Disco, All Time Low, Haley Williams, which was like Paramore at the time, um, Cobra Starship, like Fueled by Ramen was the emo label. Yes. And if you went to w- the Vans Warped Tour every year, you saw their tent and you would buy shit from them because it was really cheap. But yeah, fantastic label who probably discovered a lot of really big artists that are huge now. Yeah. Great, great, great soundtrack. Mm hmm. Yeah, I was trying to see if I like would kind of recognize songs. I really didn't, um, but it was still good stuff. And here's, so I had to pause for a moment because I had to take the dogs out, and I was <laughs> caught myself singing through the trees, and I got pissed. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, it's catchy." Yeah, it's inspirational so, too. Yeah, I was kind of wondering if the lyrics meant anything. I didn't know if I should look them up. I don't. I don't know if it went that deep. I felt like it kind of would have, but I mean, I'm not really sure. Uh, so I read that like the the fake band, like it's an a- actual band that at the time they were called like No Country or something. They're the ones who recorded it. Um, and I think the point of it is to be like super like stupid catchy. Um, and I remember like being, what, what was I in 2009, like 16, 17 years old and, uh, and like downloading that onto my MP3 player. I think I had an iPod at the time um Mm -hmm. but yeah i was now older i'm like oh they're making fun of this music Um, i know (laughs) but yeah i like i low-key loved that song i know it's actually really good um (laughs) and adam brody i mean he plays a douchebag really well i mean it's so salty though (laughs) what smiley what do you think that means i just don't get it (laughs) I think Amanda described it like just technically you're hot, hot you're hot, mm, um, okay. which I love. Like I like I loved how um, Jennifer said it. I like salty. <laughs> <laughs> who are, who are y'all's like favorite characters in this movie? Uh, probably Jennifer. I like those emo kids at the funeral. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> those are Man. the people I hated, and we'll get to that later. But yeah, definitely. I did love um, Jennifer. Yeah, she was good. I have to say, like, I'm not, I don't really watch a lot of Amanda uh, Seyfried's, like, stuff, but she's fantastic in this movie, and I really like her character. I, I don't, I mean, I don't know if y'all have noticed, like, sometimes Hollywood movies, like, when they make girls, like, not pretty, because that's kind of the point, and then they become really pretty, I feel like they kind of did a good job with Amanda, uh, Amanda, because, like, she's really average looking, but she's still really pretty, like, really beautiful, but they're but it, it's just simple though, and I think they did a really good job with that. Yeah, but I uh, she, I really liked her character, and I was surprised because I didn't. 
I feel like I got it totally backwards. Like mm-hmm. I didn't realize their friendship was, you know, happened like they're they've been best friends forever. And so I, I thought it was kind of cool that I was like way off with the plot, but kind of on those the similar path. Uh, but yeah, I really liked her in this movie. Smiley, when was the first time you saw this movie? I think it was in high school, like shortly after it came out. But mm-hmm. it, I had like a big gap of when I first saw it and then like rewatching it now this year. Mm-hmm. So go. OK, so like watching it that year and then now. Do you like it? I mean, did you like it when you first saw it? I mean, I liked it how you described in the beginning, like it's 2009-ish and then like that's our era of growing up. So I Mm -hmm. didn't like it then. And even now, like I wish I could wear those long socks below my knees and look super hot, but I just look super stupid. But Megan Fox made it look like so easy to look so hot and though. (laughs) I know. Uh, The leg warmers. They look so cute. Anyways. Mm Mm-hmm. Now I rewatched just because like Alex brought it up like on the group chat one time and then I'm like, hey, let me watch this again because it's it's not a movie I, I've thought about like since I've seen it. But now mm-hmm. like I'm like, hey, it's it's a good movie. I wouldn't mind spending like those three ninety nine dollars to rent it out. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think I've seen it like maybe five times this year just because of Alex bringing it up and then now rewatching it for the podcast. Yeah. Alex, what do you, what do you, I mean, um, I, I know the soundtrack also, but what else is it really that, that drives you to like rewatch this movie and recommend it to other people? Um, now it's like because of the like, uh, like Me Too movement and mm-hmm. things like that, that like that I didn't think of when I was like 16 years old growing up in like a 5,000 person town. Mm-hmm. Um, and, now like my brother likes to say that like we don't really see issues like this um unless we like get out of that small town mindset and coming to austin like things like that are just always like at the forefront because of like the kind of city that austin is and because Mm -hmm. we're like the state capital and things like that but now especially i'm like it just it's a bummer that a like a male marketing team essentially like was the reason why this movie flopped at the beginning, like when it mm-hmm. first came out in 2009. Um, because like conversations like this weren't happening. Like at the time, Megan Fox was like known for being the girl who like bad mouthed like Michael Bay and got kicked right, out of yeah. Transformers. And oh, she was a hot one in Transformers. So obviously let's market this um, like this way. And Diablo Cody was, and the... Um, the director, who's also a woman, I have mm-hmm. her name written down somewhere, Karen Kusama. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, both of them have, like, spoken out over the years, or, like, all three of them, um, and most recently, like, now, that, yeah, like, they feel, like, I don't think they've said this, but, like, they were essentially, like, robbed. <laughs> like Yeah, that's kind of this. a bummer. Like, it's set in such a great time. Like, of course, we, you know, we grew up with all the stuff that and it's just so relatable. And it's mm-hmm. just unfortunate that it was a little too early in its time, because I think now it would have been totally driven differently. Um, it would have been a completely different movie and like I, not maybe not a completely different movie, but it would be like viewed differently. Um, and I, that was like one of the first things I noticed. Oh, female director. That's hardcore nowadays. Like, that's a huge deal nowadays. And I feel like that is kind of unfortunate because 
I was just so up and down. I'm not going to lie. I mean, this was this is the first time I've ever seen this movie. Part mm-hmm. of me was really up and down with it. I'm like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> what am I? I'm like, but I'm still having a good time. I'm not saying it was a horrible movie, but I was still like, am I? Do I like it? Do I not like it? I'm like, it's it's good. And then I was going to talk to you like about, uh, I guess, going into characters. At first, it was kind of hard for me to like really like. You know, Jennifer, it was because she was really mean at first, like even before yeah. the whole demon thing. I was like, man, why does she hang out with her? She just caters to her. And it's, it was unfortunate, right? And um, I don't know. It, but then there's also like little moments where she's like innocent. And and it made you like really like her. And like, uh, for, for instance, I did write like a, a quote that she said, like when she talked about like, that she wasn't a virgin and, and she was like, I, I guess it was supposed to be like, not really, she said backdoor virgin, right? Yeah. And so she said like, she had to like miss flags the next day because she was so sore. She had to like sit on a, on a frozen peas or something like that because it hurt so badly. But the way she delivered it, I was like, man, like there's like moments where she's really innocent. Even whenever you finally see what happens to her and the band, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's so sad. Like, yeah, she kind of comes off like kind of mean, kind of controlling, kind of whatever. But at the same time, there were things about her that I really liked and that the friendship was just really true and really strong. Um, but yeah, there were, there were just up and down moments. But, you know, again, you just had to watch the whole movie to really get the vibe of it. Yeah, I think in uh, like in hindsight, like like I said, as like a. Uh... I'm like girl, woman, whatever I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like in my <laughs> like m- late twenties, like I can look back and see like, oh, I have a friend who would like a hundred percent would have left me in the same situation that Jennifer oh. left Needy in, like when she yeah. goes with the band, and she's like, but look at like look at this mess that's happening around us, like this disaster, and Jennifer's like, just stop, like just get in the van, needy, like get over it. Yeah, I um, was like, whoa, this is a huge deal. Like people are dying. I was like, is this going to be a big deal? I was kind of concerned. Like, there's no cops. You have guys running around in fire, and she's over here talking about, let's just go get something to eat. It's like, whoa, what? <laughs> like people are dying. Like y'all should like all the cops. But then of course, at the aftermath, it was obviously shown. Yeah, like. I I can see that now in hindsight mm-hmm. as like this is this is totally like how girl friendships are. Yeah. <laughs> and like I don't know if like guys might watch this and like I could see how if you're marketing this towards like a male audience and then they watch this and they're like what the fuck did I just watch? Like um but even now like I don't know if guys really understand that like all the like they say that like girls mature faster than boys and I think this is a movie that like totally puts that into perspective of like girls relationships can be this psycho oh definitely honestly i've i've never had a lot of female relationships i've told this with a lot i've talked about this with a lot of people like i've i've had like growing up i had like one really good friend that was a girl (laughs) and she moved away you're like and my sister tracy and my sister tracy i basically made friends all the time through my sister and probably how I, I became friends with y'all too. Like, seriously, that's just how it always happened. But like, I mean, there was a, there was one girl, she was like super rich and she was really nice. And one time we hung out without my sister and I was like, this is so weird, you know, because she was really pretty. She was super like, I'm like, why am I hanging out with her? You know what I mean? But it was so fun. And she was, I think she, yeah. So she was like a grade younger than me, but it was, I mean, it 
obviously we're not friends anymore but it's not that it was you know nothing bad happened it's just that girl relationships like in high school are so different and you you go through a lot and i Mm -hmm. and i guess it's kind of sad i hate to say this but i mean i seeing my sister and the stuff she went through with certain people in high school it's like really unfortunate like losing friends and going through different things with friends and i guess i mean because it's like Maybe back then people were like, is she in love with her? You know what I mean? Because like, you know how people were kind of teasing her about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, what are you like a lesbian or something? I'm like, okay. But I mean, there can just be really good friends. Like, I, like at the beginning when she's like waving at her, I'm like, oh, that's cute. You know, she's proud of her friend. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. who cares? Well, okay. So I, IMDb facts. Um, yeah, Diablo Cody originally did write like um, a... Instead of the kissing scene, it was supposed to be a sex scene. And I think they actually oh. did, like, um, film it, but then decided to, like, cut it from the film. So it, it was supposed to be, like, more, like, leaning into that, um, like, Needy was actually, like, in love with Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And so, again, like, thinking of, like, it's before its time. And so I think that was just, like, there's a lot of, um, like, implied things throughout the film. But Smiley, we haven't heard from you in a while. Yes. What were your <laughs> well, girl no. friendships like in high school? I don't want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I, I've just been attracted to females who are water signs. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I really and work Lauren, out with them. Lauren and I are water signs. Yeah, and Amber. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. But I kind of wanted to talk more about the bar fire scene, like when Chris Pratt's mm-hmm. there. Um, <gasps> that was crazy. I was like, oh, yeah. my God. He's like every, uh, like, like small town Texas guy. It goes back to, like, the 2000s were like, ooh, underage girls. You know, like, that's mm, the little yeah. ill about the, that part. But yeah. mm-hmm. going back to the concert, like, well, not a concert, when they were, like, performing and then Megan Fox is like staring at them. Do y'all think like she was like already in some kind of trans um like hypnotized or something under some kind of spell cuz she was like like really into it like not even just being like kind of like a like not all their girl but she was like into it into it. You know like do you think maybe like their devil worship was already doing its thing or what was happening there? I don't know. I did get that vibe as well. Being like it being my first time, I was like, oh, so are these guys? I didn't think they were who they were, honestly, like just Mm -hmm. random people doing this like thing. Mm -hmm. So I feel like when they chose her and they decided it was going to be her, I was like, did they do something to her? Like, how did that fire also get started? Oh, no. It was like, I think something on the stage just like caught it on fire Mm -hmm. which i was like dang no one else is like paying attention to this but needy yeah (laughs) but i will say that like when i first saw this movie i remember being really confused with the editing like lauren was saying earlier um like the timeline i think of how they edited this movie is just weird how it like it starts kind of at the end and then right Mm -hmm. like jumps forward and then you don't really find out like what actually happened to jennifer until like midway through the movie but yeah, that was just one of my like peeves. The other thing oh, that I okay. noticed th- this time around, um, now that Smiley brought up, like, do you think something more was going on? Which I think it was just Jennifer being like a teenage girl, like infatuated. Um, but this time 
watching it, I noticed um, like Needy and Jennifer, Needy especially has this connection to Jennifer that I think is like strong, like when she's like, oh, Jennifer's here and Chip is like, that's really weird. Um, oh, yeah. Isn't it weird how they had that connection throughout the whole movie? Well, I liked also at the bar where like Needy overhears the band like talking about whether Megan Fox is a virgin or not. And I feel like that goes back to like the Me Too movement. Like who gives a shit like if she's a virgin or not? Like that mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're going to you're going to make her a victim, you know, like. Yeah. Like you even though uh, Needy didn't know they were like going to sacrifice or anything. But it was like that doesn't give you a right to like decide if you're going to make her a victim or not, you know. Mm-hmm. so that's what i liked also about that like needy had good intentions for her friend no matter like no matter if megan fox was sexually active or not you know like she was still her friend i know that was really nice i was surprised by that i was like oh wow that's so cool that she just fucking stuck like she stuck up for her and i feel like in movies you maybe think they're weak but she really wasn't and i think that's probably just another reason why she was like probably one of my favorite characters in the movie mm-hmm and then going back to like the the question we should be asking like would you go into the van or not for me personally i would not i mean you know i'm 28 i'm not 18 or 17 Mm -hmm. but thinking about it like i wouldn't have gone into the van as an adult like right now but i would have gone into the van if you or alex were in there like i'd rather be there with my friend and know what's gonna happen than like leave y'all and wondering what's gonna happen to y'all the next day so that's mm-hmm. just my mentality now as a 28-year-old. But if I were, like, 17 and some guy in a band were salty, maybe I would be. <laughs> but I don't know. What about y'all? Uh, cut to the Jaws episode where Smiley's like, I'd gladly let a shark eat Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I know. See, Smiley, you're, like, such a good friend. I, I, I wouldn't have gone. Like, I was that person in high school, and I probably, like, still am. Um, in high school and, like, college. Um... I I was always like not like super selfish of like me first but I was always like I'm making the right decision right now and if my friend doesn't want to I'm not gonna follow them yeah Um, that's how you survive like in real life mm -hmm. and in a movie yeah and that's why like needy didn't (laughs) like become a demon yeah I I probably would have gotten the van (laughs) I hate to say that but it's like smiley like like you know at 29 hell no but you know when I'm 16 and there's a cute boy like Adam Brody and like all his little friends, I thought it was interesting how she was like, because they're such a small town, which we can all relate, especially Alex coming from a really small town. <laughs> but like, it was like, look at them. They're like so city. And they're like talking about their like, you know, the freaking eyeliner. Like, it's so cool. Like, it's just like, you can just <laughs> tell they're from the city. And I'm like, damn, you know, I, I, I liked that vibe that it was like in a small town. And, um, you know, she just like freaking like worshipped them just because they lived in this like bigger place. And so they knew more than they did. And I feel like I would have totally done the same, especially if they invited me. Like I would have been like, I wouldn't be I'm, I don't have street smarts. I really don't. It's pretty bad. And talking about like her, like liking that they were from a big city, I feel like also Jennifer had bigger aspirations than like the small town feel like. Yeah. She was like, oh, like this guy thinks like he's going to end up with me and marry me and have like eight kids. But like she wants the big city experience and like something bigger and beyond. Um, yeah. And then talking about the band, I hated that other guy that was like, are we sure we want to do this? Like if you're 
<laughs> if you're gonna like drive like two hours or three to go kill someone, just do it. Don't question it like right before you're gonna do it. I, I don't know. know. I will just mm -hmm. like uh like go leave your doubt somewhere else. I like how he like rolled his eyes like oh, come on you know <laughs> like he had to give him that little pep talk. You want to be like Maroon Five? Okay, like <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. Like. All that shit with the band, I was really surprised with because I thought they were going to be like serious and they really weren't. But a quick question. Okay, so they wanted to be wealthy. This was something I was just curious about. Um, how would doing this make them rich and famous? Is it because of the freaking like event, like the fire thing? You've never heard of like rock bands making a pact with the devil to become successful? No, that's a thing. Yeah. Lauren, oh everybody I does it. Google what? Maroon 5. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I really cannot. Like, I should have done more research on this. <laughs> it, I'm pretty sure there's, like, a big, like, rock band who, like, they say this is, like, what they did. Um, it's, like, that whole, like, sacrificing thing. I'm like, it yeah. sounds super crazy coming out of my mouth. <laughs> but this is our first Halloween movie. No, I, I, I just like picture it as like selling your soul to the devil. Yeah. To like get like fame or money. But this is going an extra step and sacrificing a virgin for the devil. Yeah. And so like there's this um this whole part where like Needy is telling Chip like it didn't it backfired on them because Jennifer wasn't actually a virgin. And so yeah. instead what happened is that like she became like um, like a succubus, basically. Like she needed to feed on boys in order to like stay pretty. Yeah, which I was going to say like in uh, like non-horror, like I think that's how like most teenage girls view themselves. Like I need this outside um, validation to like feed me. Mm, like yeah. figuratively yeah that's a actually that's a really great metaphor thank you for coming to my ted talk hey alice did you go through like some of the imdb facts some of them are kind of wild yeah like, which one are you talking about wide of, there's like quite a few that's why i thought it was really interesting like okay so i knew it was that band hole at the end the, I, that was like a note i had like whole mm -hmm. song at the end awesome and it was after the titles from one a song by them called jennifer's body um, and, and a big one is Emma Stone was considered for the role of Needy. Oh. I feel like that would have been good, too. And that Blake Lively was supposed to be Jennifer, but then oh. Gossip Girl. Okay, yeah. I see that. Yeah. But Megan Fogg, she, yeah, she mm -hmm. had this role, like, definitely. I also noticed that, like, like her and Amanda, uh, Amanda Seyfried, like, real are extremely proud of this movie. Like, it's one of their yeah. favorite roles. Which I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, they obviously got the meaning, like, way before anyone else knew. I think they might have been, like, in their mid-20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they shot this film. Or early 20s. So, I think they were, like, probably at that age where they understood, like, what was happening. Um, or, like, understood the message that, like, mm -hmm. Diablo Cody was trying to, like, put forth in her script. Yeah. It sucks whenever they, like... Especially with Diablo Cody, this came out like after Juno, and that had was just such a like a surprise hit that your next film is like a horror comedy that has I think the same dry tone as Juno, but because it was such a different genre, mm -hmm. uh, people didn't understand it. And then 
coupled with the like demonizing women in the industry um like i didn't mean that to be a pun but like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah it's i think it um megan fox talks about like the sacrificing scene where she had to like take a couple of days off after filming that because she actually felt that that's what hollywood was doing to her at the mm. time um like sacrificing her like just because of the way she looked and wow. um she also talked about like not feeling a place for her in um the feminist movement and she talked about this at last year's during that conversation that her and diablo had last year that like the feminist looked at her at the time and thought like you're too pretty there's no like you don't have these um these same like issues that we have and so she like retreated more yeah i and i i it's i get that vibe from megan fox like she's probably like cool as fuck excuse my language but like you know <laughs> she's i don't know i can see uh i've seen her on like late night shows and people saying man look at like how fucking badass she was saying straight up what really happened like a long time ago when it should have been already coming out I think I'm kind of wondering, you know how sometimes like artists do things and then they're like, then later on throughout their career, they're finally doing the things that they really kind of wanted to do. I feel like maybe did that happen too soon for Diablo Cody? Like she had this, she had Juno, Hugh, it boosted her career. She also had United States of Terra. I feel like oh, around the same I time. I forgot about that. That is a great show. Oh, it's so good. Like she is a fantastic writer. I mean- even in this dialogue in this movie, it's very, very clever. I, I, I tried to, I was going to go through quotes like, um, there were a couple I had. I was trying to just really focus on the movie, uh, more than like looking for quotes, kind of like what I usually do. But there were, there were just so many, so many really good ones. And she did, you know, she is obviously a very witty, fantastic writer. And there's a lot out there like female writers like i hate to bring up amy sherman paladino i just hate <laughs> how she's clever and she's just jamming it all in there that's why they have to talk fast because all these all this all this stuff they have to put in the script but she does it very well she has such a fantastic flow her characters are really great and um like even the small ones like she still brings a lot of character to them the jock guy the the colin guy the like goth dude like you know what i mean like you just get these vibes like, you just get a lot out of their character more than just a small part. I'm just raving about how fantastic writer she is because, you know, I did watch United States, United States of Terror back in the day. And I'm just wondering, like, if she did this, like, if she did this now, it would blow up. I feel like it would be huge now. Like, I know it's slightly silly, but it it's still, it's it's pretty good. Now I'm starting to get my, like, opinion of it. Like, yeah, this is actually, like like, a good movie. Like, you know, I asked Eric about it. Eric's the standard guy, you know, I, I love him, but he is the standard guy, you know, whatever. Um, and he was just like, oh, yeah, that movie's terrible. And I'm like, what do you mean it's bad? He's like, it's not good. It's it's all weird and shit. And I was, uh, you know, when he came to visit me, I was I brought up the the set like the like the them kissing and stuff. And he was like, oh, yeah, like a guide. I'm like, ew, yeah. whatever. And I'm just like, oh, that's so unfortunate because like it's obviously looked at differently uh, back then and maybe from a guy's perspective. But I mean, it was just it's just I actually really like this movie. I have to say now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, OK, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good movie. 
I wouldn't give it the five point rating as on IMDb. Yeah, that's Just, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm like the I have issue with the film editing. <laughs> um, right. And but when you, I guess this is why I have a hard time like not having movies that I. Like having movies that I dislike just doesn't happen. And I say this mm-hmm. all the time. Um, but because I like being a part of like our friendship that we know what it's like to create movies, even though like we just do short films, like we know one, like how much work goes into it and like how much heart goes into it. And I think um, like we can sense when a movie is being like, stupid or like authentic and Mm -hmm. we like we really connect with like especially good writing um -hmm. and so i think that's how like i feel about this movie yeah go going to writing i guess we can go into good quotes i really just have like a couple that i'm trying to think like of some that i had i might have to oh go look at the quotes but one that i wrote down was like how she was describing the guys of the band they're like agents of Satan, but with awesome haircuts. <laughs> there were so many good ones, like legit. It was, um, I again, there's just, there's a lot of like a wittiness into their dialogue. And I, I'm a sucker for that. And I just thought it was funny. So, Riley, do you have any favorite quotes? I have when I hated. Oh, I, <laughs> like me at the beginning. <laughs> I hate it. I have it right here. It's no. I mean, she's actually evil, not high school evil. <laughs> that kind of like made me ill. But yeah, good writing though. Yeah, a lot of the narration is really good. Like especially when she's talking in the beginning. Um, there's definitely just so many like, um, two thousands like you know, um. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Like references? References. There you go. 2000s references, like, in the beginning, I'm getting more, like, male than, like, Zac Efron and Dr. Phil, whatever. And then um, when she brings up, like, oh, you're a jerk. She's like, yeah, nice insult, you know, Hannah Montana. Like, you know what I mean? Like, little <laughs> things like that. Te- definitely shows you the time of uh, the time of year it is. Alex, what about you? Do you have any favorite quotes? Um. Yeah, I had, like, a few, but... Uh, on the like the 2009 point it's like when we watched 500 days of summer and i was like wow this is so 2009 2009 um yeah this movie definitely was like it made me feel 2009 Mm -hmm. as well um so my favorite lines were um where she's telling like chip that jennifer like went off with the guys and he's like well like what kind of car were they in she's like i don't know chip an 89 rapist (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the That's other good. one is mm-hmm. Chip's mom. When she gets mad at the little sister, she's like, Camille, sit like a lady. No one wants to see your kiki. Oh, my God. I know. That's, like, so realistic, right? Like, this is just kind of the way they're talking. is so it's very, very natural. Yeah. The um the other line that I, like, resonated with was where um, Needy is, like, putting on her 2009 low-rise jeans. Um and Chip is like, what are you wearing? And she's like, this is my rock look. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. Like, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's really dorky. She really pulled off the dorky, like, the dorkiness of that. Of yeah. That. Did y'all like Chip? <gasps> I know young, what... young Neil. Young Neil. I I kept, I, I was like, Neil. I was like, no, this isn't Neil. This is Chip. <laughs> uh, yeah, another movie that, like, maybe if we find someone who hasn't seen Scott Pilgrim versus the world, um, the dude who plays young Neil in that plays Chip in this one. And I remember, like, loving 
Chip so much when I was younger that like mm-hmm. I was so heartbroken when he died. It is. I wrote down yeah, that it's cute. really yeah, yeah, he is cute and it was really sad when he died. Not I I feel like so dumb. But I was like teary. I'm like, Lauren, don't cry to this baby. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, but I was, but he like played like being, he was literally like the sweet boyfriend that every girl would like want to have as a first love in high school. And like, even like, I guess we'll go into that with scenes, but like, you know, their sex scene, which I thought was kind of strange at first. <laughs> like, it was still like really sweet at the same time. Like, he was a really sweet guy. And, uh, it was really sad when he died. I had like a stupid moment when I like Googled and it says his name is Johnny Simmons. And I'm like, wait, is he like Jake Simmons? Oh my God, I love that <laughs> But no, he's not. No relation. Lauren, is $12 a lot for an orchid corsage? That's actually so cheap. I was like, are you kidding? $12? Is it fake? I'm sorry. No, even silks is really expensive. No, orchids, like when we would do them, um, because I, I used to work in a flower shop for a few years and went through a lot of proms and it's one of the busiest time of the year. And like people with people, those who wanted orchids, those were pretty expensive. I think the standard's like 30 even at H-E-B, it's kind of around the same price. So it's a little bit more. I mean, but this is me working 2016, you know, and on. But like, I mean, I don't know about 2009, but I feel like it would be because orchids are probably the most expensive corsages you can get, honestly. Um, But it was really pretty, though. I thought it was really sweet. (laughs) But when he kissed her, I was like, ah, fuck. (laughs) I know. I I remember thinking that, too, when I first Mm -hmm. saw it. But he was strong, though. Like, he stopped kissing her at one point. You know what I mean? Like, he was like, no, I can't do this. Like, he couldn't. Yeah, they made out and all, but at least they didn't, like, go through with having sex. Not that that would have happened, but still. What were some of y'all's favorite scenes? Hmm. I have to say the first kill scene. Like, when she kills the jock. Mm-hmm. Because I mm-hmm. loved that shot. Uh, that pan. That really fast pan with, like, like that kind of metal hardcore song. I was like, oh, I'm getting vibes from <laughs> from that time. And it was just like, I mean, he was like really sad, which I was like, oh, that sucks. But I loved that shot. It's funny because like scenes, like I'm looking more at cinematography, but that was one. Um, also, the lake scene was yeah. cool. Like a, a lot of those, the cinematography is really what stood out to me the most. Even the shot of her after she like, uh, you know, sees Chip and he's dead and she's like lying in her bed in her dress. She's just drenched in all her puke or whatever that is, that shit is. And like that shot of her just laying in bed like that, like just stunned at what just happened. Like a lot of the cinematography was what made those parts like really good for me. And not going to lie, the kissing scene was good. It was really good. I mean, I would have done it too, probably. And I even wrote like... <laughs> I even wrote, she used tongue first. Wait, like, she's into it. Like, I was, like, kind of shocked. I was wondering if she was just pressuring her. But no, she was she was going along with it. But that, I mean, that's, I feel like it's an iconic scene. I don't know. I don't know why I say that. But it's, and oh, going back to quotes, I just realized what I had. Sandbox love never dies. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, then that kind of just shows, you know, how far the relationship goes. And it's understandable, I guess. Alex, what about you? Um, I we've already talked about it, like when uh when she gets sacrificed, but I think I like that scene 
when she is when Jennifer's first telling Needy the story and like the mm-hmm. the way she tells it is like such a teenage girl way. Oh, it's so yeah. Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, like, oh my god, I can't believe this happened to me. But let me tell you, like, I got sacrificed by this band. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. this is what I know. I was kind of shocked. Like, oh, so she's just telling her the truth. Okay. Like, I was down. I was like, cool, because I feel like that's what you do at sleepovers. You talk about secrets and big things that happen to you. <laughs> Yeah, I just liked the way she like had that um how that dialogue came across. Uh oh, one thing I forgot to mention when we were talking about like the prom. Um can we talk about Needy's prom look real quick? Mm. I was <laughs> like her dress fucking terrible. <laughs> I am like, such I a mean, sucker. It went along with her like she didn't just become like rich overnight, you know? Like that's what I liked about it. It was continuously mm. nice like she's dorky and she's going to stay dorky. The more that I think about this movie, like, you start seeing some, like, 80s references, um, and I'm, like, a sucker for the 80s, mm-hmm. but, like, Heathers is, a like, one of my all-time favorite movies, um, and I think, like, this was compared to it, like, in the, like, mean girl friendship type way, um, and there's a forest scene in Mean Girls. I mean, not Mean Girls. I love that movie too. Because <laughs> I said Mean Girl. Um, in Heather's, that is like, it reminds me of the forest scene in this one, like the first kill scene. And then, like, mm-hmm. the dress was just like screamed pretty in pink to me. Um, oh, definitely. But ugh, I love it so much. Yeah. Even though a lot of people hate the pretty in pink dress, unfortunately. Uh, but it still works. I mean, wasn't it sad when he was like, you look really pretty? And I'm like, uh, you know, <laughs> um, and she's like, shut up. You're lying. You're just trying to be nice or whatever. Um, yeah, but I, I wasn't like so crazy about the look, but I could understand like how it definitely matched her character. Well, my favorite scene, um, mm-hmm. I like the funeral of the emo guy. Yeah. Be- mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine the mom frustration with those, like, two emo bitches making a scene at, mm-hmm. like, my son's funeral. Yeah, fuck um, that. And, like, speaking of writing, I love the mom's speech. Like, y'all know shit about this, you know? <laughs> like, Yeah, I wrote her monologue is, like, one of the best fucking things in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, yes, I love the writing, and I think her speech was one of the greatest parts. Like, I don't know. I, I hated the emo kids, like... And I was friends with them in high school. I mean, <laughs> you're you're friends with them now, Smiley. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I was like, y'all need to shut the fuck up and like go sit down. But mm-hmm. anyways, the mom is the one that makes that scene for me, which is great because she's not even a main character, so it's it speaks to like the great writing that goes to this movie. Yeah, I think that scene also shows like how this movie is told from a teenager's perspective, and how sometimes we think like as teenagers like they're, they're so dramatic and that they think like the whole entire world revolves around them mm-hmm. and even when something is traumatizing like this happens like they you're not like you're not going to act like an adult you're going to act like a teenager and i think that scene is like a great um like just little look into like how the teens react versus how the adults react to like the stuff that's happening um and so it's just like it's a different I think way to view the film in that dynamic. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good way to look at it. Um it, uh, not to bring jaws back, but didn't I it got vibes from that 
scene where that where that uh, that kid's mother is talking about identifying the like like you know what I mean like she's going up to that shark. I'm trying to remember it's already, it's already been a while, but like going back to the whole like um, her monologue was fantastic too. After going through a death the uh, the death of her son, um, you know it was just heartfelt, very real, and it was it was just a really strong moment of the movie. And it, that's a good way to look at it, Alex, like the differences between like what you think of as an adult versus teenagers who like, I don't know, oddly worship like the, the death realm or whatever they're going on and on about. So have you guys ever seen Ginger Snaps? No, I've never heard no. of it. So it's a Canadian um, movie from, I do not know the year if it's 90s or, or actually it's 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've read that like jennifer's body follows that like storyline so ginger snaps is about these two sisters one of them gets bitten by a werewolf and becomes like this deadly eating machine um and it's all about like their relationship it's like a one of the cult favorites also and i've never seen it i've always heard about it though yeah that would definitely be a good one to like look into. I also wrote down and I forgot the movie and then I looked it up. I got like this is okay. So I got vibes from this other movie that I've seen that kind of is super weird to me, but it's kind of iconic in the 90s. It's called The Faculty. <gasps> I've always wanted to watch that. Oh my God. Uh, you've never seen it? <laughs> it's great, Alex. You're to be ashamed of yourself. Maybe that's another one we should do Halloween because it's kind of like not necessarily horror. But I mean, kind of. It's a fucked up movie. And it came out in 1998. It's got Josh Hartnett. It's and got Elijah Wood, too. It's it's fantastic. But I just I get so grossed out by it. But I just got that vibe. This is like the 98 version of that movie, sort of, except you're looking at it in the like. 2000 like mid 2000s like you know what i mean like you're getting okay yeah i I, I got that vibe okay good smile i'm I'm glad you i'm glad you understand (laughs) because i was like oh my god i'm getting vibes from that josh hartnett movie which is the faculty but it i mean like i guess kind of bringing the comedy into it because like that again that i thought that was so strange to put into it but i could see why um wasn't jk simmons hilarious i thought he was so funny yes (laughs) his hand (laughs) yeah i'm like why does he have the hook we don't know uh yeah that was (laughs) that was something i did want to bring up um and i'm glad to know that we now know alex hasn't seen the faculty i've only seen it (laughs) once i need to rewatch it that that's definitely another it's been a while for me too yeah that would be a good one to do so we're like we're talking about the prom and let's go to the killing scene where like needy kills jennifer Mm -hmm. so you know actually chip kills oh Never mind. No, like the the tit part. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I thought it was like I think it's another part where we need to look a little deeper into it. Where like, of course she stabs her, but then like you know she's dead after the necklace breaks off. So it's like going back to the connection they have together, you know, because that like I felt like the necklace coming off, the BFF necklace breaking was the thing that really ended jennifer what do y'all think about that scene at first i thought that's what it was i was like oh heart okay like i'm like is are they talking about the necklace did it have to be literal and then kind of as it goes on you're like okay so it is literal quick thing about their connection like do you remember like how they had like this like kind of flashback to the sandbox thing 
and she like licks her or like like the blood yeah the blood yeah she like drinks it or whatever to make it go away i don't know i was just like is that some kind of just like bond like that you know that they're gonna have forever because it was just so crazy um how like simultaneously like they could just kind of feel each other at the same time i don't know if that makes any sense but like especially when like um i guess we should we should have probably talked about the like losing virginity scene because that was so strange (laughs) at first but that's very (laughs) realistic like when you're i think that was something i appreciated about it like it was very very real very what would happen when you're 16 and like you know what i mean and then it was kind of fucked up how she started seeing all that and then while at the same time Colin was dying. But I, I don't know. I go Okay, so going back to her killing, I, I feel like that was part of it maybe just because their connection was like insanely strong. Yeah, but before that, like I wrote that even like when they're at the pool, they're like, it's a really tense moment and they're still fighting like girls, like teenage girls. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, <laughs> definitely. It's, I, I don't know what it is. It's, yeah, it's... Like, it wasn't evil. Like, it wasn't she turned into this completely different, like, person slash demon. She was still herself, like, at the same time. But, I mean, obviously more evil. But, yeah, it was it was kind of strange how they were just fighting, like, teenagers. <laughs> but I think that's what makes them, the movie unique. And I think people kind of miss that. And maybe they just think... I, I don't know if they just think it's, like, immature. But that's really what would have happened between two 16-year-old yeah. girls. Yeah. Especially if one just like turned into a demon, you know what I mean? Yeah, where she's like, you could have anyone. Like, why are you going after my boyfriend? Yeah. Oh yeah. The whole time I was like, oh, she's gonna go after him. And I feel like the I think the only thing that I've actually really seen is probably her with Colin, the goth guy, because I feel like I've seen that clip so much of him like with her. Um, that was like one thing that stood out to me that I feel like I remember of this movie, but everything else, heck no, didn't realize Adam Brody was in this movie who supposedly in the facts was like supposed to be either like Joel Madden or like Pete Wentz, which I feel like would have probably played that part really well. I have a weird relationship like with Pete Wentz because I really like Fall Out Boy, but I just don't know how I feel about Pete Wentz. But did you ever watch uh, One Tree Hill? No, I never did. And I feel like I would probably be really into that show, honestly. I love One Tree Hill. Sorry to take this off. But yeah, Pete Wentz has a couple of like guest spots where he oh, plays wow. himself. It's really weird. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess it worked for the time. Hey, do you, oh, this is random. I know we're going off on a tangent. But do you remember when we went to that Fall Out Boy concert and he we like stopped? There. Yes, we went. We went. And Paramore didn't show up. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, and like he like stopped the show because he was mad about a sign someone had. Do you remember anything about that? Um, I feel like Pete Wentz has done that a few times. Like I saw them at Stubbs here in Austin when they were on the like Save Rock and Roll um, mm-hmm. tour. It was like the dead of summer. Stubbs is an outdoor amphitheater. I was very hot. It's in the middle of downtown. So it's like it that is, concrete yeah. heat. Um, and he, he stopped the show because someone like was moshing like too hard. Um, like he, he's, I guess like now that I'm thinking about it, like known for like not taking anyone's shit, but I always find it weird that like Patrick doesn't talk as much as Pete. (laughs) And I love Patrick. He's such a good singer. I was like, like drooling over him when we saw him because he's such, he's fantastic live going into fallout boy. They have a poster in the movie and (laughs) shout out to also motion city soundtrack. I fucking love that band. I've met Justin Pierre. I was dying. You know what I mean? Like 
I, again, this is so relatable. Like this, this. You would have gone into that van, Lauren. You would have. <laughs> if it was Justin Pierre, yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Me and Tracy, Tracy, like, can I go with you? Like, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? But again, this, I think this is what I love about this movie the most is the time it brings it back. Maybe that's why it's like such a cult classic now because, like, all the teenagers who went to go watch it. Um, in 2009, like we're all 10 years older. And so we look mm-hmm. back and we're like, oh, this is like the soundtrack's great. The like, it reminds us of like high school when we were 10 years younger. And then we're like, oh shit, here's this like underlying message about girls and their like relationships and bodies and how men try to control us. I don't know. Yeah, I can definitely see that now. Talking more about it. And this is exactly what I wanted because I've heard so much about this movie, like, it's ridiculous, but then it was like, it's not taken seriously. And I really wanted to really understand why not a lot of people understand like, hey, it's hard growing up. Like, not, I'm not saying it's harder for boys. You know what I mean? But like, with girls, it's different, but uh, uh, just a little bit different. But anyway, I'm just going off on it. I wouldn't know. I'm not a boy. <laughs> I'm like, I only know what it's like to be a girl. I don't know. Haven't, haven't a- y'all experienced high school evil before? <laughs> yes that's why i was like yeah i totally get this movie now i don't know about evil (laughs) like i i think i was like when i was younger i just stayed away from everybody so i didn't even involve myself in anything unfortunately but yeah it's just it's i guess it i it's relatable the the difficulty of like love friendship and all those kinds of things yeah, I like that it's just so like how people our age are looking back at this movie and kind of like giving it a different um, outlook of what it is. I feel like some people are doing that. Um, but yeah, I'm still stuck on the Emma Stone thing. I wonder how that would have turned out. I don't I like honestly reading through um, everything. I can't figure out. Maybe I just didn't find the right articles that were talking about actual criticism of this it's just that like when the director was talking about this in an article written in like two years ago um and then what megan fox and what diablo cody have said about this movie is that it was just like it was mismarketed and then because of the like relationship of how people saw like the diablo cody like skyrocketed after juno and megan fox was in her feud um and trying to be not like necessarily taken more seriously, just like she wasn't afraid to say like, hey, this is happening to me. And people were like, honey, you're so pretty. Like, just shut your mouth. And yeah. like yeah. that's the criticisms are because of the people, which is what the director was saying. She was like, people ripped Megan and Diablo to shreds and didn't really criticize the movie. Like yeah. part of you wonders, like, did these like movie critics actually read like read well did they actually like watch the movie or did they just like read the names and completely like write it off Mm, yeah which i think happens a lot for us like if we don't like a person we're obviously like not gonna like what they do or Mm. like anything that they're involved in yeah I'm, i'm guilty of that sometimes same yeah exactly i mean yeah i have to admit that as well i can't think of certain people at this extreme like, I can't. This moment. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. I get what you mean. I definitely get what you mean. Hmm. 
Remember when Megan Fox was like in Confessions of a... No, no, not that one. Yeah. Oh, Confessions of a, a Teenage Drama Queen. We yeah. just talked about that today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we, we watched... movie. Yeah. We watched Freaky Friday earlier because Aww, it's one of those movie. movies that my brother will play over and over. Yeah, I worshipped that movie when I was younger. <laughs> but yeah, part of it, it was like people not giving like Megan Fox credit for her being in that. And then like New Girl, I, I think was from what I can remember, like her... Like after this whole like feud thing, it was mm-hmm. like coming back on the scene with New Girl, something that was like so beloved and people thinking like, whoa, she, like who is Megan Fox think she is like coming in and taking over like Zoe Deschanel's spot. But she did really great. Yeah. Like, I mean, at first you're kind of like wincing at the thought, you know, especially someone like me who's like madly in love with Zoe Deschanel and doesn't really follow a lot of like Megan Fox's career, isn't really a giant fan of hers. But she didn't do bad. Like, she did a really good job. She wasn't the person you kind of expected, maybe. Like, you know, she was she was really sweet, and it, it, and it worked really well. I honestly, like, I looking at her IMDb, like, kind of what she's kind of... It looks like she's going to be in a lot of different things. And I hope that her career takes, takes a different turn in this, in this era that we are in now. You know, as a female actress. I kind of hope it really does, because she's actually really good, and... I hope that she kind of gets credit for that eventually. Yeah, because thinking of like her and Amanda Seyfried like side by side, looking at their careers um, and looking at like this movie is a great kind of metaphor to how their careers went after. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I didn't think of that. Wow. Yeah, for sure. Let's see. Hold on. I'm going to go. I'm going to pull up hers really quick. Because I know, I feel like she really did kind of venture off into like, I guess more mature roles and like different things that you could see her in and it, and it worked and like you, I guess you kind of saw a big future for her Mm -hmm. and it's kind of unfortunate that it didn't go that way for Megan Fox, but I'm hoping that changes because she's, she's really good. Okay. So like when I was, after I finished the film. I was like, do I want to see this again? And I wasn't sure. <laughs> I was like, mm, I don't need to see it again. Like, that was kind of le- legit my thought. But again, go- like, you know, going back to my sister who was like, oh, I don't like bad teacher, right? Okay. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw <laughs> and her. And then the- she, she like pre- proceeds to laugh throughout the entire <laughs> podcast and be like, oh, I like this part. I like this part. And then at the end, she was still like, but I don't like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We love teasing her. But. I mean, I think, you know, as we discuss it more, definitely this this movie needs a discussion and it, it's good. I think I would watch it again. It wasn't scary or anything, but it yeah. had, it, it it really brought brought out that horror like like genre vibe. I don't it's not really a slasher. Would you say it's a slasher? Because that's like kind of a huge genre. But not really. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's demons. But I mean, it was it still worked like it was. It's not scary, but it's it's got those kind of elements, and and people really dig that vibe, and I and I dug it as well. I don't think I'd purchase it or anything. Well, I mean, I purchased it, so yes. So <laughs> I purchased- so Alex would buy yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I did have it on DVD when I was younger, um, and I think part of it was like again, I I liked it when I was younger, and part of it was because like. I liked Diablo Cody as a writer. I liked mm-hmm. Megan Fox like as an actress. And I loved the soundtrack of this movie. So like it was, it definitely fit in my collection <laughs> as a 16 or 17 year old. Mm-hmm. And then I bought it again 
this year because <laughs> I I can't find my DVD. So I was oh, like, no. I'm I'm just gonna buy it. Well, good thing you need to have it digitally, anyways, uh, these days. But yeah. definitely still good to have a, a hard copy of it. Okay, so after I watched the movie, I talked to Tracy um, uh, for a little bit. And I talked about watching this movie and not sure how I felt about it. I was like, it was cool, but it was just, I don't know how to feel about it. And I'm like, I don't know if she'd be into this. I would, though, want to know her thoughts. And she has a whole other, like, you know, view of things. And I, yeah. I would really like to watch <laughs> her view. She's my sister. And, you know, we grew we're not less than two years apart, so we're pretty close. But I, I would definitely want to know her thoughts on it and definitely what she would think. Mm. I wouldn't show it to a guy friend. I feel like it'd be totally a different perspective. Maybe not all my guy friends, but like certain ones would probably kind of see that message, but not not really. But I don't know. Yeah, we're not going to discuss it with Eric. No, <laughs> I feel like the, I feel like the guys who are who are upset about the new um, the new Star Wars would not yeah. like this. and i feel like guys are just upset at the new star wars because ray is a female antagonist or, i'm sorry protagonist mm. um like or both <laughs> yeah. okay well fine. you know what's wild okay. i mean <laughs> smiley yes i don't mean to bring this in the podcast but you know what's wild to me about you know because eric is one of those people who is not a, at all a fan of the new star wars movies like when the forest awakens came out he like went and saw that movie like five times he's the kind of guy that goes out and sees those movies like multiple times he already wants to go see tenant and again like wait mm, you can go with someone else like i always watch that movie again <laughs> but we did go out to a theater which is you know kind of risky nowadays but we did uh, i will say we felt really i felt really safe so that was cool but um you know he's definitely a type of person to rewatch movies he saw that movie a million times. And I think it's when the, the next one came out, that's when he got mad at it. So I'm hoping it's, I, I would want to say, I hope it's not because she's a chick, you know, in the lead role, because I thought she was fantastic. But I mean, I could kind of get that vibe there. I mean, he, you know, people do have that mindset of, and, and it, like, like males, like, you know, and teasing about the whole like scene with them, which I get was great, you know? Yeah, it's pretty hot. But it's not something I'm looking forward to for this movie or, or like it's not my favorite scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I can understand what you mean. I I don't know. I guess I'd want to talk to Amber about this because Definitely. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't know how to talk to like a like a straight male <laughs> um, mm-hmm. about some like about a movie like this. Yeah. Without getting like so pissed off. like. <laughs> I said in the group chat earlier, like, I'm going to yell and make Smiley uncomfortable <laughs> with, with my hashtag feminism talk. talk. Um, but no, there's just like dudes like don't understand <laughs> like how yeah. like I'm sure Tracy can watch this movie and the same as me. And we look at it. And we're like, oh, my God, like that. That's what a teenage girl fight looks like. That's what I felt like exactly. with one of like probably felt like with one of my friends like growing up thinking that like I'm needy and she's Jennifer and like her body's going through changes and I'm like fucking stuck over here and now she feels like she can do whatever the hell she wants um mm-hmm. but I like I'm just gonna go kill her like, <laughs> like not, to that, <laughs> not to that extreme but like when you see like like reading between the lines of what Diablo Cody wrote I'm like fuck <laughs> the male marketing team that fucked up this yeah. movie like looking at the poster it's like what does this even have to do with anything 
True. <laughs> like her with the hell yes. Like, do we need this? Is this is this the quote of the movie or whatever they called? Um, Smiley, who would you recommend this to? I don't know. I think anyone. Like, I guess I wouldn't buy the movie. I just also would not mind renting it for three ninety nine. Like, mm-hmm. like I like it. I I think it's a great movie. I, that's why I wouldn't like have a certain like crowd I would only watch it with you know right I think it's I think it's great like whether you read between the lines or you just watch it on on your on its own you know yeah. um mm-hmm. I think it's great from beginning to end and I love the ending um even the credits are great <laughs> the um, credits are good the credits yeah I didn't expect that, honestly. Like, I was like, "Oh, she's gonna go follow rock band, right?" I was like, "Oh, I love it because cool. they like made you hate the rock band, and like it's great tension release at the end that they're yeah. dead. Like yeah. they don't, they don't get away with it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. That's it. I didn't think you'd see that, so that was kind of unexpected. So it was cool. If they did like a re-showing of this movie in like theaters, would y'all go? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> y'all did that at the same time (laughs) i feel like i would go with y'all too it'd be interesting to experience that in theaters i didn't um honestly i'm i'm really glad i saw this movie and i'm glad i saw it at an age where it's totally different where i could still understand that 16 year old Lauren. yeah and but looking at me now you know turning 30 this month it's like i know (laughs) adulting but (laughs) <laughs> but i i you know it kind of gets you back in touch with that who that person was years ago thinking of that mindset and it's like oh, man it just now it gets to me i i really was not sure i was kind of worried i was gonna say i don't like this movie like i didn't think it was i didn't think i would want to watch it again i didn't think but what more the more we're having discussions about it definitely turning my perspective on this movie i really just think it was a bit ahead of its time I think that's why it's fun to do this podcast because, like, I I don't think I would have done, like, Stand and Deliver. Like, I wouldn't have watched that on my own. Um, I don't know. Just, a, like, it's not to say that it's a dry movie, but I I don't know. I just don't think that I would have watched it, like, on my own. Um, but then after watching it, like, as you can hear on the podcast, like, I, I got up on my soapbox, like, several times and I really <laughs> loved it. And I think, like, that's the fun of movies is, um, like talking about them with with someone mm-hmm. no yeah no you need that discussion because once you have a first time viewing of something you're gonna sit and talk about it and kind of get more out of it in this in the discussion which is kind of one reason why i really wanted to do this podcast for so long because um it's so much fun showing movies to people you care about and show movies that you're passionate about especially with with you guys who also really appreciate film and i think that this was like a perfect example like i mean if people look at it and like why did you choose this movie for like halloween it's like yeah it's got the horror aspect of it but it has such a deeper meaning to it and i really like that about this movie yeah um the reason why we chose it is because it's been on our list (laughs) like from the beginning and i was like i too bad we're like doing it in october it's it's a horror movie kind of yeah um and like it doesn't have to be like straight horror like i don't we're still like figuring out our other ones for like our month-long extravaganza of like hollow quarantine um and it's really hard to choose because we're like what horror route do we go and do we go with a movie that is like um 
like explicitly Halloween or something else. And I think with this one, we like went the something else route. Um, but the real horror of it is that like teenagers are fucking terrifying. Oh, definitely. God, yep. I don't know how high school teachers do. Even in Stand and Deliver, they were scary. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Man, isn't it weird how you we, we're looking back at all these movies that we rewatched, and it's like you're seeing the similarities of them, even though they're in a totally different genre. It's, yeah, it's so fun, and I don't know. This movie was crazy, man. Um, anything else? Any other thoughts? Happy October! <laughs> Yay! We're gonna. There's just so much more we're gonna talk about this month. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be a lot of work to get all this done every week, but I'm really stoked about it. Because it's this is just again a huge genre that we're we're all really passionate about, and we're gonna be talking just about random different movies that are in the horror genre, you know, such as this one. I'm I have to say, Alex, I'm excited. I'm really happy we watched this movie. It was Woo-hoo! really good. Yeah, very very good recommendation. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a lot more coming, so just stay tuned. Bye. If you made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much for listening to the show. Please like and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Never Seen It Texas. That's S C E N E and then T X. And give us your feedback or maybe even a film recommendation. I want to thank Alex and Smiley for joining me today. And I want to give a huge thank you to our technical producer, Rami Garza, who makes this podcast possible. All right, guys. Well, until next time, stay salty.